Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori and Michelle. Michelle Reed is here today. We are so excited about this collab. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're doing a lot more collabs lately. Yeah, you are. We love it. We love having other voices, you know, speak into you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're super excited to be devoting ourselves to the Lord with you daily, especially on this Super Saturday. So thanks for tuning in. And I just want to give y'all a quick preface of who Michelle Reed is. If you don't already follow her. You should. This, as soon as we pulled up, we're on the last day of this Mm -hmm. whole Finding Peace devotional series. And this one in particular is learning to live in contentment. And if you watch Michelle you know that all of her content like has to do with this topic in particular, like in terms of simple living and being content in the season that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to check her out on YouTube, Michelle Reed. And then she also has a podcast Mm -hmm. called, but what's next? You should definitely check it out. I do a lot of episodes like this with guests and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. on my own, a lot of faith-based content. Yes. It's a blessing here though. So excited to join on the devotional too. Yes. Absolutely. And so we are going to jump into this devotional. Again, it's day 10 of our Finding Peace devotional from the Bible app. There's a mm-hmm. link to that in the description if you want to follow along. I'm going to read the scripture and then Tori's going to jump into the Devo. Let's do it. Let's go, everyone. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. I love that verse. Okay, the devotional is learning to live in contentment. To live in inner contentment, the entire focus of your life must be the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had short periods in my life when a particular problem or situation would cause me nights of tossing and turning, hour after hour, unable to sleep. I've discovered the best thing I can do and I can't uh, seem to let go of thinking about a particular problem, conversation, or criticism is to get out of bed, get on my knees, and cry out to God. Please help me get through this. Help me focus on you alone. Sleep comes when my focus is on the Lord and on how He'd have me think or respond in my emotions to a particular situation. Sleep is elusive when I allow my focus to shift to what others have said, all the things that might happen, or the difficulty of a challenge that lies ahead. The choice is quite simple. Think about the Lord and his abundant provision, protection, and love. Or think about all the people and circumstances trying to rob you of your provision, destroy your life, or heap hatred on you. Thinking about the Lord brings a person peace. Thinking about anything else is usually a shortcut to anxiety, fear, or worry. When you focus on the Lord, it's important that you see him as being in your situation with you right at that moment. Too many people think of God being far away. They don't see God as being accessible or available to them in the immediacy of their lives. The truth is he's present with us in every moment of our day. I can remember the most peaceful place I've ever been, the Sea of Galilee. Years ago, I was at a spot by the sea that seemed to me a very, the very definition of peace and tranquility. However, in today's world, most people probably wouldn't think of that area as being peaceful. It's only a few dozen miles to Syria and Lebanon from there. People tend to think of Israel as a hot spot in the world, a place of virtually no peace. But I felt great peace there. Why? Because I felt the Lord there. I sensed his presence. 
It's easy for me to close my eyes and see the Lord walking right beside me along the Sea of Galilee. I also find it easy and beneficial to envision the Lord walking right beside me in any number of beautiful natural settings that I've experienced around the world. It's not these environments that give peace. It's the awareness of God that I feel in my heart when I'm in these environments that produce peace. It's that sense of God with me that's important for me to recapture and vision to see with spiritual eyes when times of trouble hit my life. Friend, no matter where you are at in any given time, Jesus is the source of your contentment. See the Lord walking with you in peace. Sense his presence. Become aware of his awesome power and authority over your life. When, by faith, you enter into a personal relationship with Christ, living with the assurance of his presence and provision in your life, I promise you will experience true peace. Let's go. Let's go. I think you did pick the perfect one for me, Mm -hmm. right? Especially the parts about sleep. Yes. Insomnia is a huge part of my journey. I literally felt like you picked this one out for me. Wow. Specifically. No, it's I mean, so I feel funny. like God did. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not just trying to be that guy either, but God's it's, timing. yeah, it really is so crazy. Cause Tori and I, we were very skeptical about this 10 day mm-hmm. uh, devotional plan. Yeah. We've we never like, done one this long. Like the longest is five days and that's long, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so the fact that we went forward with a 10 day one and it just so happened where we're in Dallas at the exact mm-hmm. same time as we're picking day. up on day 10, where yeah. this is the thing that's mo- written on your heart right now. Yeah. It's super exciting. And the whole time, you were reading this devotional, babe. I just couldn't help but like, I felt peaceful as you're mm-hmm. reading it because I almost like was imagining laying in the sea. Yeah. Just, sea of Galilee. Yeah, it, just, it kind of took me there a little bit. And I just loved what the author was saying because I say it way too much, but the more you're focused on what God isn't doing, the less you can see what he is doing. Mm-hmm. And I just love that this is, it's it's like a, it's almost like a discipline to train yourself to have faith in those moments when mm-hmm. things do become very tumultuous. Ooh. That's a word. That's a big word. Vocabulary. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of of training our our heart to have assurances mm-hmm. that he is there and inviting him there and trusting that he's there mm-hmm. in the times when it feels like he isn't. Yeah. Envisioning him there, mm-hmm. I yeah. think, is a huge part of it. But I would love for you to touch on like yeah. your journey with this. I was telling Tori in a video today, I'm reading on the Fruits of the Spirit. It's a book by Christopher J.H. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you grow up in Sunday school hearing about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mm-hmm. faithfulness. And mm-hmm. I think our culture is so obsessed with these personality tests. And, mm-hmm. okay, no, I'm just, I'm a joyous person. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. a type one. I'm a type two. I'm a type three. Yeah. But reading this book, it's just so interesting to read how these are things that we actually have to put effort in totally. to emulate like Christ. Yes. They're not just things that you're born with these characteristics. Right. They take time. And I think for me and my journey, you know, peace is something that I have struggled with so much. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm the youngest of five. So I feel like I always grew up with, there was a lot going on yeah. and I moved to New York city for college. And the reason why I was asking Chad about this in the episode we did over on my podcast was mm-hmm. I had a similar story of the sensory of overload, overload in New yeah. York yeah, and especially being a content creator, you know, that's a great place to be. There's so many events, you meet so many people, there's so many mm-hmm. people to collab with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also an easy place to get sucked into materialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was living there and also going to college, I was trying to run my YouTube channel at the same time. It was yeah. really growing at this period. I found myself just being so scattered yeah. and insomnia started to become a big 
thing that I dealt with my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to the point where there would be nights where I just straight up would not sleep, wow. tossing and turning Miserable. all throughout the night. Yeah. And there was never this large, overwhelming thing I was dealing with. It was just, there was just so many things that were going yeah. on. Yeah. And it wasn't until it was, I think, a few months of me dealing with this. I remember I just called my mom. I was like, I just need you to come up here. I need you to yeah. stay with me for a weekend. Yeah. I just need you to be here. And one of the biggest reasons why I love my mom is she always reminds me of Christ in that way. I mean, yeah. I'm a grown adult at this yeah. time. I'm 21 and my mom's yeah. coming to stay with me in New York because I just need my mom. Yeah. She like dropped everything, mm. came up and was there for me. And I think that that's a big way that I see Christ in my mm. life is just yeah. he's always there for me. He'll drop yeah. anything and be there. Yeah. And a big reason why my channel has kind of had this shift is because I've been going through a personal shift ever since moving back to Texas that yeah. You don't need all these things to be satisfied. Totally. You don't need the money. You don't need the success. And I mean, I you had don't need a lot the of the next things. high of the next yeah. event or next next social thing. Yeah. And I think especially in our twenties, it's so easy to compare. You know where Tori's at when she's twenty eight to where mm-hmm. I'm at, or I'm twenty eight, and you mm-hmm. always want the house. You want the next thing. And yeah. learning to be still and be content with the answered prayers that you have right now. That yeah. you know you quite often just take for granted is so difficult, but I think it is reminding yourself of the blessings that God has given you. Yeah. And I think with my channel, I've just started to actually share these things on my heart because so often I watch YouTube and it's okay. Here are the things that I bought. Here's Mm -hmm. the life that I'm living that you can look up to, which can be a good thing, but it also Mm -hmm. can be a bad thing when it's leading you to pursue those material things. And so I've tried to remind people who are maybe in their twenties to that. Hey, it's okay. If, you just live a simple life. If yeah. you love your job, if you love your spouse, if you yeah. love your friends mm-hmm. and you're just content there, you don't yeah. always need the next thing. Yeah. You know, that's so good. And I've dealt with insomnia in periods of time and something that we have shared recently. And I feel like it really did kind of go back to what the devotional was talking about. I, when I go to bed praying for other people, I fall asleep so much faster and I stay asleep so much longer because I feel like the nights that I'm struggling with insomnia, it's because I'm so focused on me, you know, what's going on in my life and what I'm worried about and what I'm stressed about and what I'm anxious about and all of those things. But if I refocus my thought life on what God can do for other people, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. crazy the peace it brings you. You know, like, yeah. and I also, like, there was one of our patrons, she's so sweet. She said that she's really struggled with insomnia And ever since we shared that, she's been practicing it. And she was like, Tori, it's crazy. I've been going to sleep faster. I've been staying asleep longer. And I think that's something that's so cool that the Lord, like, I don't know, like he he made our bodies, you know? And the fact that like when we take the focus off of ourself, we focus it on how he can impact other people's lives. It gives us more peace and it allows our mind to be at rest. Um, Yeah, I just love that. Yeah. I think that's one of the scary parts about becoming an adult is that, you know, so whenever you're a kid, you're almost allowed to be scared of things. You're almost allowed Mm -hmm. to struggle with things. You're, it's like, it's a part of being a kid. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as an adult, you're kind of like supposed to have everything together. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to not struggle with insomnia. You're not supposed to struggle with jealousy or bitterness or resentment, or you're supposed to just be able to maneuver as a, you know, an adult. And I feel like people don't like to talk about this because it makes you look like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying it makes you look a certain way, but it's perceived that you look either weak or like you're in a bad place or stuff like that. Even like there's the, the stigma around counseling. 
I sometimes feel like a broken record because I always talk about my experience in counseling. And it's not because I, I'm trying to like humble brag and be like, oh yeah, I got counseling, man. No, it's because I want, I want to normalize talking about it, you mm-hmm, know? And, yeah. and as I think about a child running to their parents because they're afraid of the monster under the bed or something like that, it's like, okay, well, where does insomnia come from? Or where does the need for more come from? Because you don't see kids saying like, Oh, um, you know, so-and-so has this and I need that too. Cause I mean, I didn't grow up with a whole lot. Now my, my parents gave me as much as they could, which was a lot, but you know, there was definitely people who had a lot, lot more, but I didn't know until I was exposed to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my mom and I were joking just the other night that, you know, at one point she met some of like my, my college friends, parents and the houses they have and the cars they have and all this stuff. And she's like, Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I wasn't aware of our socioeconomic status. And, and if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I feel like the more that we're in a social media generation, the more mm-hmm. we're exposed to yeah. what other people have and what they have going on in their yeah. life. And then we enter that trap of comparison that can mm-hmm. be really, really scary. But yeah. as we weren't prepared to handle that as kids. Mm-hmm. We were told sticks and stones, you know, uh, breaks my break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But we weren't prepared for what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And so we almost need to uh, tackle this struggle with, with consumption in a way, but we, no one's really talking about it. No one's telling us how to do it. And that's why I feel very passionate about this subject is because like, at what point did it come into my life? Mm -hmm. At what point did I see someone that has something that I don't and where, and when did I covet? When did Mm -hmm. I think that I deserve what this person has? And why do I think that I deserve that? And, and why, and furthermore, why do I think that getting this thing is going to bring me ultimate happiness? Yeah. Because that's dangerous, mm-hmm. right? That If that doesn't scare you to think that if you had that car or if you had that relationship or if you had that amount in your bank account, that then you'd be happy, yeah. then you know, you're know you living your life for this thing. So you don't own it, it owns you. And that should mm-hmm. scare you. And for me, that was something that really blew my mind when it came to like consumerism and consumption is that, wow, I desired things so deeply yeah. that I was not happy if I did not have them. Yeah. I loved what you said, Tori, about turning the focus on other people too, because mm-hmm. for me, I found I was struggling with this so much because in college, there's just so much emphasis on what are you going to do after college? You know, what yeah. are you going to do? What's your career? Mm-hmm. All these other things. A lot and of pressure. Yeah. And at this time, I remember I started volunteering and it was just simple work. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything too deep. And I didn't even feel like I was really they make it sound like, oh, you need to be making a difference in someone's yeah. life. I'm like, I really don't feel like I'm doing that important work volunteering, mm-hmm. but just turning that focus on someone else besides yeah. yourself. Yeah. And it's a big reason why I did a podcast once on, you know, is self-love really the answer? Because yeah. I think we live in a generation where yes. there is just so much focus on, oh, loving yourself and you have to love everything about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I was living that way and I realized, you know, this doesn't make you any happier of a person yeah. versus when you're pouring that elsewhere and being thankful yeah. to God for the things that you do have, but yeah. not focusing all your energy on yourself. It really does Makes make you a, a happier person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you feel like the biggest shift was for you? Like when you moved to Texas, mm-hmm. was there like a moment where you were like, okay, I'm getting caught up in this that like made you flip the switch? I think it was honestly, and I don't know if you guys felt this way too, but when you were engaged and getting married, there's so much attention on you. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest, I liked it. Like I liked feeling like, especially on like YouTube, people were really interested in just the wedding planning process and, you know, your family's so invested and then you get married. And it's funny because I feel like attention kind of goes away. No one Mm -hmm. checks in on you after that. (laughs) And it was this time in my life where I felt that 
things were still up until then. Yeah. It was graduating college, the move from New York City. So mm-hmm. many life changes. And now it's, okay, I want to have kids. I mean, I want to buy a house, but we're not at that stage now. So how do I just learn to be content with where I'm at right now? Yeah. And I think something I try to emphasize in my videos is just being faithful in your daily habits. Yeah. And that means like your health. That means yeah. in, you know, putting together a home that's yeah. in, I mean, for us, we just got a dog and I find a lot of pride in And here are my so dogs. <laughs> but that's okay to live out your life in yeah. those simple ways. And that's another reason why I talk about my parents all the time, but I just think they're such great people. Yeah. And my dad would always encourage me that, you know, it's the small moments that do really make up your character. Yeah. yeah. The mountaintop moments are really great, but those are just such small parts of life. Totally. And I just try to think of it like these are the small moments that count and it's okay to live Mm. those out and be content in those. Yeah. And I think about the day that we get to heaven and those moments that we think are huge in our life Mm. and the moments that God thinks are huge in our Mm -hmm. life. And I think God's going to be like, hey, remember that day that you took the time to encourage that person? And it kind of felt like a like out of the ordinary, like maybe you went out of your way, but no one saw it. You know, but that really impacted that person. Like that was a really big day for me, Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that what God puts emphasis on is so different than what we put emphasis on, you know, and I I love thinking about like, okay, what are those like kingdom treasure moments? What are, what's Mm -hmm. the highlight reel in heaven, you know? Um, Cause I don't think it's going to look like the same highlight reel on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear more about like what some of those moments were and, if, if you guys are cool, I'm going to share a really awkward story uh, about like what's convicted me about these things. Cause mm-hmm. I would love, cause for me, I've had a few very humbling moments and it typically happens when I'm either reading a book or watching a movie mm-hmm. where they'll, the most random scene will happen and my life will have changed mm-hmm. from this one little thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And like what? Um, well, there's a few, a couple of them are a little bit more personal, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but one of them is, guys buckle up. You need to give us an example. I'm like trying to think of my moment, but I need to know. Just buckle up for this. I know it's going to sound a little awkward, but it really did impact me. And you know, it, there may be things in your life that you're like, Oh wow, I had something too that impacted me, but I was watching this movie called goodwill hunting. Mm -hmm. And there's this moment where Robin Williams, who's a a mathematician um, and a counselor is counseling Matt Damon, who's had this kid who has a photographic memory and all this stuff, but he was, you know, beaten and in the um, foster system and all that stuff. And and one time Robin Williams is joking about, he's talking about his wife who he had lost to cancer. And he says this this story, he's he's laughing with Matt Damon. He's just like, you know, um, so my wife used to fart in her sleep and and they're is, right it sounds awkward i'm very sorry but in, and they're both kind of laughing about it and he's like yeah this one time she farted so loud, she woke the dog up and and she woke up and she's like was that mean and he's like no 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 it wasn't you I, he said i didn't have the heart to tell her and then he said she's been gone for two years and that's the stuff i i, I remember and that gut checked me i remember I, I remember where i was sitting down watching this moment i'm just like wow that big stuff is it's cool you know the wedding day is cool but honestly, I remember other days more than our wedding, mm-hmm. you know, and you spend so much time in focus and attention on this wedding day. Mm-hmm. But there's been so many other days where I've had just as much, if not more joy inside mm-hmm. of our marriage than totally. that day. And yeah. and it was that I remember just listening to that. I'm like, wow, there's so much more to value mm-hmm. than just this like this theatrics that you're portraying as you get married. And that's just like one example. But I didn't know if you had like 
another moment aside from of course what you're sharing regarding like the wedding planning and the attention and stuff where you've seen something or maybe you're going to check out at a line where you're buying something you say to yourself do i even need this yeah have you had anything like that I've had that moment way too many times. <laughs> yeah. Target. It's like yeah. every day at Target oh my <laughs> when I gosh. go in for deodorant and spend $250. Yeah. I don't know if this is necessarily <laughs> the kind of moment that you're looking for, but something that I've been noticing a lot more, I, this doesn't even have to do really with marriage, but seeing, again, back to my parents, a lot of my siblings are having kids now. Mm-hmm. And it's so surreal when you see your parents become grandparents mm-hmm. and they're holding you know, your kids' children and wow. you realize how life just goes by so fast and this is something yeah. i've been thinking about a lot because you just always you know get used to being so young and then you yeah. realize you know one day you wake up and your dad's holding your sister's baby and it's like yeah. how did we get here but it's so <laughs> yeah. sweet yeah it is. and i think it makes me appreciate the small moments more seeing that because those yeah. moments just make me so happy and mm-hmm. make me realize yeah. that you know, my parents raised us as children and now mm-hmm. we're having children and that's so yeah. special yeah that's not a moment where i'm like crap, what am I doing? Like, I feel like you're trying to ask, but just kind of one of those small thing moments. Yeah, I love that. And Mm -hmm. so so we're actually going to go continue this conversation over on Patreon where Michelle's going to give her tips for contentment. Mm. But before that, we're going to pray on out. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, Father God, I just thank you guys so much for, um, I just thank you God for having everyone here today to listen. I thank you for Chad and Tori and for their heart behind this podcast and for just the encouragement that they're giving everyone. I pray, God, that when they're in this busy season of life, that you will just give them the peace that they need to keep going. I just pray with this house build, God, that it would all be for you and that your hand will be over it. I pray for everyone listening for this podcast as they are on their way to work or you know, on their way to that workout class or just getting out of bed. I just pray that they would feel encouraged and have hope for the day and that know that that ultimately comes to you. I just thank you, God, again, for giving me the time to be on this podcast and to speak to everyone. And I just pray for a restful rest of the day. And now we welcome everyone to continue the prayer on their own, too. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen. Thank you for praying. Yeah, of course. And Thanks again, for being on. Yeah, thank you. And did we give all your stuff social media shout outs where they can find you? Yes. I mean, I'm just Michelle Reed on YouTube. And then my podcast is But What's Next? And I'm also on Instagram at Michelle Reed. Okay. I'm sure. Find her. Yeah, I'll go put that at the front too okay. in case you didn't. I think Tori say- did. Okay. I just couldn't remember. It was yeah, a long did. one. I just, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Okay, yeah, cool. We did. And uh, we're going to go continue this conversation o- over on Patreon. So if you want to see us there, we'll see you there. But otherwise, we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Don't forget, you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. And we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Au revoir.